first read George Orwell's novel 1984 in my last year of middle school in 2013. I remember thinking, thank goodness the world isn't like this today. Big Brother gives me the goosebumps. That same year, Edward Snowden leaked that the government was wiretapping personal computers and phones through secret surveillance programs. The Snowden leaks were a big deal, sparking a lot of conversation about surveillance and privacy, some of which has led to legitimate change. Edward Snowden's actions made headlines across the globe and prompted changes to the way governments spy on their populations. In the United States, it culminated with Congress passing the USA Freedom Act earlier this month. The law limits the powers of government agencies to snoop on phone and internet records and ends the former policy of bulk collection of data on millions of Americans. Despite some tweaks in legislation, however, the Snowden revelations have not stopped mass surveillance in the United States. Because as it turns out, the government isn't the only big brother around. In 1984, Apple introduced Macintosh. The first Mac computer was a small box with a 9-inch screen monochrome monitor with blocky graphics. What was perhaps more interesting than the product, however, was the advertisement for the first Mac. The ad promoting Macintosh shows a dystopian industrial setting where a group of bald men, all dressed in the same grey clothes, march into a dimly lit room where they are being brainwashed by a big brother-like figure on a digital screen. It's all very Orwellian. Suddenly, a girl with a sledgehammer dressed like a Hooters girl comes in and throws the sledgehammer at the screen. The screen explodes and the ad ends with this. On January 24th, Apple Computer will introduce Macintosh. And you'll see why 1984 won't be like 1984. So big tech over the years have tried to distance themselves from the idea of tyranny and dystopia and have instead tried to present their technology in a utopian light. For instance, Facebook's mission statement is to give people the power to share and make the world more open and connected. Jeff Bezos once said that Amazon is about the empowerment of the individual, and most people around the world probably think of big tech as such companies that provide a service that benefits them and the world. But what if I told you that that's not what big tech is all about? What if I told you that big tech is hiding something? Something that involves you. Thanks to their navigation and search engine, Google knows where we are all the time and what we think. Facebook knows our hobbies, preferences, and friends because they retrieve a lot of information from the digital traces we leave behind unwittingly. Spelling errors in your search terms, which color buttons you prefer, how fast you type, how fast you drive. Residual data. A natural question that may come up from this is why do these companies want our information? Well, the reason for that is because data about you your zip code, your spending habits, what content you like and dislike, is arguably the most valuable data for big tech. And that's because, to borrow the words of British journalist John Lanchester, you are the product. Why does Google want to know so much about you? As Schmidt says, we are in the advertising business. 97% of its revenue comes from ads. 
Google wants to know who you are, where you are, and what you like, so it can target ads at you. In other words, Facebook's customers aren't the users on its site. Its customers are the advertisers who pay Facebook to micro-target ads to receptive audiences. As a result, Facebook doesn't operate based on your interests. Facebook uses an extensive set of tricks to increase its traffic and revenue it makes from targeted ads. Your newsfeed on Facebook, for example, doesn't really direct traffic at you based on your interests. Instead, Facebook's newsfeed actually directs traffic at you in a way that can make the maximum amount of advertising revenue from you. But there's more. Facebook isn't just a social media company anymore. Facebook, in fact, is the biggest surveillance-based enterprise in the history of mankind. And with all of the big data it has, it can do much more than target personalized ads at you. It can do things like control your behavior. Here's Shoshana Zuboff, a Harvard professor and author of The Age of Surveillance Capitalism, in a VPro documentary talking about Facebook's capacity to manipulate us. There are some things that have broken through into the public view that we do know about. So let's talk about Facebook's massive scale contagion experiments. And this is where Facebook experimented with subliminal cues planted in its Facebook pages that would actually influence offline, real-world behavior and emotions to see if they could make people feel happier or sadder using subliminal cues with language manipulation and word manipulation and so on. Well, when the experimenters wrote up this work in the very prestigious scholarly journals that, that published the results of these experiments, they emphasized two key findings. Number one, we now know that we can manipulate subliminal cues in the online context to change real-world behavior or real-world emotion. We know that we can be successful at doing this. Number two, we can exercise this power, these methods, while bypassing user awareness. Many of us signed up for Facebook with the intention of connecting with friends and family, and to discover interesting content and ideas online. It's what Facebook explicitly promised. It just didn't mention that it would take your data, sell it, and use it to influence real-life decisions and behavior. I don't think that's what most of us signed up for. This is a problem that needs to be addressed. So much of how big tech collects and uses our data is shrouded in mystery and often disguised. Yet we know that if left alone, these companies will become so powerful to the point where they could determine our elections, our emotions, and perhaps even our thoughts. Many people have already suggested great ideas on how to address the problem of regulating big tech, from taxing data collection to calling for transparency of companies' codes and algorithms. But in order for us to successfully deal with this problem, we need the public to understand the situation and start tackling the big questions themselves. How do we keep big tech accountable and responsive to our wants and needs? How can we, as users, 
demand these companies to restructure the terms of service to benefit us and not just the advertisers. It's so important for us to talk through this together, so please let me and everyone else know what you think about this topic and share any relevant work that you've done in the forum down below. Thanks for listening and let's keep the conversation going.